Raven Elizabeth here. Namaste. It's Sunday night and I am so tired. How was your weekend? Happy Earth Day. So I'm going to like start with a little story. A couple little stories here about my environmentalism. I do have an environmental studies undergrad degree paired up with poli-sci and mostly did environmental justice work with it throughout Latin America and a little bit in Montana on the Blackfoot Reservation. Um, but the environment has always been really important to me and used to walk around the lakes at our cottage and pick up all the trash just for fun as a kid of my own accord and make my sisters go with me. And in Michigan, you can turn in bottles for 10 cents. So you never see that stuff thrown on the side of the road. We'd actually do all of our fundraising for swim team in high school to buy our new caps and bathing suits every year through just going door to door collecting bottles. We'd make like $6,000 and buy all of our new bathing suits. So you didn't really have issues with that in Michigan, which was nice, but, um, really got tapped into the earth. Um, when I was young, going camping, and I spoke my first words, which is choo-choo, as this train went by, camping actually down in Missouri with my parents in a little green two-man tent, um, and then spending lots and lots of time in the summer in Colorado, lots of time horseback riding all throughout the West, and we go to Smoky, um, Great Smoky National Park, and Rocky Mountain National Park, and then I did my underground in Montana, so spent a lot of time in Glacier, spent time in Yellowstone, and now I live in California, so really good opportunities to be outside, but nature doesn't mean that it's outside of us. We are nature, so we can always connect with nature since we are part of nature with a capital N, so keep that in mind that we're part of this earth, and we need to protect Mother Earth and Father Sky. And so I used to peer through the boards of our deck, staring down at the robins, the state bird of Michigan, and they would lay their little blue eggs and I would peer down and every day and see, you know, are they cracking? And then I would watch the mom, dad bring the worms and feed the babies. And it was just such a joy for me to like spy through this little crack on our deck. It was amazing. And then likewise, at my grandparents' house, I'd lift up the big lower branches of their blue spruce tree in their front yard and look at the bunnies. And that's an entire story I should tell on the podcast one day about how that was cut down and how it really changed my life. And as at five years old, asking where were the bunnies going to live and being quoted in the newspaper. And that that was definitely a start and then the last memory from childhood in terms of Earth Day was that I went to Pine Ridge Elementary School and so it's Pine Ridge we had to give out these little seedlings and they were always little evergreens and so we would bring them home every year on Earth Day my dad would plant them and over time you know they were in this row in the woods kind of behind our swing set and we had our first house we built when I was a baby and we lived in through the time I was in eighth grade was this walkout ranch with this great sledding hill on one side that went right down into the garden and we had my dad and grandpa had built this swing set and then we had woods with these paths down to this creek and I'd go and play with the frogs and just get all muddy and dirty all the time and we had two Labradors and it was just an amazing place to grow up and so 
we'd plant these trees every year in order and so they grew and eventually they grew taller than I was and we moved them to our second house we built when um, I was going into ninth grade and some of them were then moved to our cottage when we sold the second house and these trees are giant now and last summer my dad called me and he's like I have to cut some of these branches they're they're leaning over the cottage it's gonna cause damage this winter and so I'm like okay you know like let the tree know what you're doing and so that's that Hillmanian perspective I've talked about and I promise the Sister Wives of Hillman podcast is launching this next week with my friend Kaki from Pacifica we just had some mercury retrograde technology issues last week so looking through that Hillmanian perspective will become more and more prevalent very soon so you know I talked to Fred my dad and just had him talk to him. He did it. So it's acknowledging this tree has a life force as a soul fragment and it has intrinsic worth. It is sentient. So I'm going to let it know I'm not trying to hurt you and you can say a prayer. And so that's a more indigenous, more connected perspective of just acknowledging that soul fragment um, when we're engaging with what we in the Western sense consider nature, but you can do that with your body as well. So often I have patients come in and if compliance is lower than I would like to see it in terms of their rehab and most of my rehabs real simple, doing yoga, maybe some meditation that I'll teach using lacrosse ball foam roller. That's really it. But if compliance is low and they're apologizing to me, I'll be like, look, don't apologize to me. This isn't for me. Apologize to your spine, your nervous system. And a lot of times they'll be like, I'm sorry, spine. And it's, it's funny. And when they say it out loud, I'm sorry, spine. I didn't do this. But it's also creating a dialogue. And that's really important to have that dialogue with your body. And that's part of your somatic experience of what am I experiencing now in this moment? in this breath, in this lifetime, and engaging with it in a really authentic, mindful way. So I think we can all take that time to do that with not only our bodies, but our bodies in nature, on nature, of nature, and with nature. So how does that feel for you in your body as those words land upon it, around it, and inside of it eventually, incorporating, bringing into the body all this wisdom that's already out there that I'm just giving some voice to right now in this moment. So I'd planned on talking about the 12 hours of continuing education I went through this weekend on functional blood chemistry, because there are some tremendous pearls of wisdom there that I learned and that's what I was going to do and then I started talking about Earth Day and it just felt so authentic for me so I want to leave it at Earth Day today in this premise of sentient and being sentient and engaging with nature so what can you do what is your massive action here you can go out walk barefoot it's getting real trendy calling it earthing. I mean, you're being barefoot. You're connecting with the earth. You're getting those negative ions. You live by the water, being on the beach, getting those, all those electrolytes, all the salts on you from the ocean. It's awesome. It's so grounding. And that's just that deep connection with Mother Earth through the soles of our feet, connecting with the soul of the world on a moon day, living soul. And through our feet, we connect with all the organs and tissues of the entire body. So another thing you can do, and this is a really nice practice that I often recommend, 
is get some high quality organic and I don't mean like this is going to cost you $5. It's going to be more expensive. Frankincense and myrrh. You're going to anoint your feet on the bottom. I'll put a little on top of my feet too and just rub it in. Do a little massage there. Maybe use some coconut oil and just anoint your feet. And if you've been to the beach, especially if you live in Santa Barbara, clean them off and get all the natural tar off your feet and then do it. And next, you can either do this barefoot or put on some nice, you know, natural fiber socks. And then roll your foot on a little cross ball, opening all those channels on the bottom of your foot, but also opening that posterior chain, connecting up the calves, including the gastroc, the soleus, the hamstrings, then all your postural muscles, those nine tracks going all the way up. And what's so crazy awesome is that last little muscle that attaches from your atlas, C1 vertebrae, top bone of your spine, most important, most neurologically active joint on the spine there is the headache muscle, the little extension there of the postural muscles. And it's called the rectus capitis posterior minor, aka headache muscle. And what it's attachment to is the dura matter, the pain sensitive covering of your brain. So we're, we're loosening up that entire posterior chain by rolling on each foot. So a test you can do, especially if you're like, I, I don't have flexibility, I sit all day, my hamstrings are short see that all the time people touch their own hamstrings being like oh i have really strong muscles here because they're like kind of dense eh, probably not <laughs> they're probably hypertonic probably some inflammation they're just they're tight they're shortened so here you take a deep breath in inhale your arms up to the sky there's a little bend in your knees and as you exhale hinge from your hips fold forward as far as you can go it doesn't mean you need to touch the floor just so you feel that stretch just maybe you go an inch maybe you go all the way to the floor and take mental note your somatic awareness your mindfulness now of your hamstrings their tightness as you come up slowly vertebrae by vertebrae then roll out each foot, minute each. You're gonna repeat this exercise of hinging from the hips, folding forward. You will most likely notice you can go a little bit further. The hamstrings have loosened up. So this comes from the book Anatomy Trains by Thomas Myers, he's a physical therapist. Great book, recommend it. It's pretty pretty uh, heady for the layperson, but it's still great. It's really good for practitioners too. That's the biggest thing I have gleaned from that book is that exercise. I teach that often in yoga. I've taught it in group process. Um, teach it to my patients all the time. It feels really good to roll out your feet and there's some really sore spots in Ayurvedic and yoga lineage, lineages. There's marma points, which are it's part of that whole entire subtle body energy system of the chakras. You have the nadis throughout the body, and I'm gonna have to write a song about that. And the marma points, during my teacher training, we actually had to use a super ball, a little bouncy ball that kids would play with and step on different points of our feet, like step on that ball, and it was so painful getting those marma points. So you can do that, you can use a golf ball, you can use a tennis ball, it kind of collapse. My preference is lacrosse ball. Same size as the tennis ball, just a little bit more dense. It's gonna be nice. And that's something you can do a lot of self myofascial release. So do that. So we're circling all the way back around because why are we doing this? We're doing this to ground down. We're opening the channels through our feet so that we can connect through that root chakra, connecting us to ourselves, our family of origin, our tribe. 
And where do we come from? Is this earth, this soil, this land? <sighs> so much. So I hope that you had a beautiful Earth Day. Implement these really simple things you can do to connect better with the Earth. Because then what your massive action, you know, should be through your own authentic expression, whatever it looks like, is going to come through once these channels are open. So taking that time to ground down and connect with her, the Earth, Mama Gaia will then allow Psyche to speak to you on a deeper level and let you know this is what you can do something small you can do to contribute to preserving our beautiful earth have a lovely rest of your day namaste